You are listening to Austin's Laundry, a podcast for the curious. This is where we give the scoop on Austin's creative scene, our city's small founded businesses, and discuss the culture that makes Austin so incredibly influential. My name is Elliot James, and I invite you to join me in discovering the new world behind creating and supporting small business and how tapping into one's passion can affect and build a community. Without further ado, let's get started. What's up, guys? So today in studio, we have Gabriella of Gabriella's. I'm excited because she has started three of the coolest restaurants in the city. Gabriella, how did you get started? What was your journey like as far as opening up your first restaurant and where you are today? I used to be a paralegal, so I worked a nine to five job and I used to work as a bartender slash bar manager at night. And um, that's obviously very tiring. Um, I've always had multiple jobs because, you know, in Austin, there's always something to do, always. Yeah. And I never wanted to see if I could afford it or not. I just wanted to have money to get tickets for all the festivals, all the concerts. So I always had a whole bunch of jobs. Um, Me and my brother, Arturo, uh, we would just come home and complain about how much better we could be doing or how cooler our ideas were and they weren't being taken seriously by anybody. And one day we're like, we should just do our own thing because I was running bars and I'm passionate about bartending Mm -hmm. and he's passionate about food and cooking. So we just decided to do our own thing one day. So whenever you were um, like not complaining about Mm -hmm. other things, but just noticing what was maybe wrong in a business or you go into a restaurant and you're like, man, I could do this cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something you've always (laughs) done? Yes. Well, I used to do a little bit of marketing too and just cooler, fresher ideas that I knew would work, but they weren't really listening to me. So whenever you say a fresher idea, give us an example, maybe something you've done that's Mm -hmm. a fresher idea. I mean, something as simple as like, hey, we should try this drink on the menu. Uh Something as simple as that, they would say, no, I don't think it would work or you shouldn't do it or we don't think that's a great idea. Okay, so you mentioned earlier about how you have a new term, and I don't want to say it wrong. (laughs) Yes, I refer to it as specifically for our club. We have a nightclub in downtown Austin. Uh I say it's a Mexillennial (laughs) club. (laughs) And so how did those two, I guess, terms like come to collide? Because um, there's a lot of young Mexican, Latino people Mm -hmm. out there that want a different type of entertainment that downtown Austin wasn't providing. So we wanted to provide that type of entertainment, um, which is bringing a whole bunch of other genres of music um, that are very misrepresented in downtown Austin. Okay. Anywhere from a live reggaeton, bachata, banda, norteño, we play everything and we're Mexican. We know what the Mexican Latino community like uh-huh. because that's what we like and we didn't have anywhere to go listen to that downtown. Okay, so I'm gonna use your words. Mm-hmm. So because you're Mexican, you feel mm-hmm. like you have a idea about what your your peers would like. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's so interesting because you have like a neighborhood like the East Side mm-hmm. and you have a whole bunch of East Side kids that are creating something. Then you can clearly notice whenever 
a new foreign company with a bigger pocket or budget comes in and kind of affects the community yes. um, and that can cause a lot of rapid change. I love the fact that you're almost going in the opposite direction by bringing that music and that genre into Austin, mm -hmm. which is, um, it's, it's not popular like in places like San Antonio and even Dallas and Houston. No, a lot of the, our, our, our followers are from Houston, from San Antonio. We have small shows, we have big shows. Um, I do marketing, we market to San Antonio, Houston, because we know that when these artists tour uh -huh. in the U.S. and they tour in Texas, they're only getting one date and it's Austin. So, you know, everybody comes from, I get messages from Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, hey, we're wow. coming this weekend, or, you know, I see the ticket sales. Yeah. So I see who's buying the tickets and they're willing to drive all the way to Austin. And I think that's cool. Um, being able to, you're not just catering to one grouping of people from one geographic location. Mm -hmm. You're using marketing and being, mm -hmm. I'm going to use the word millennial, mm -hmm. as far as getting that word to as many different people as possible, which on Instagram and Facebook, you can do things basically kind of for free mm -hmm. and get that word out, which helps your community. It helps your neighbors. It mm -hmm. helps downtown Austin. And you're providing entertainment for people all around Texas. And um, I run our social media. So when you run your social media, yes, I run the social media. So when you see an ad or a photo or a meme on any of our businesses, it's me speaking to our followers. Uh -huh. It's not a big company. It's not, hey, this is who's coming this date. You know, we'll reply, comment, um, interact with our followers. We have a really good um, base of followers uh -huh. from Gabriela's Mala Vida and Taquero Mucho now. They're fans. They're fans. Yeah, that's, which I think is awesome. I feel like that really helps in terms of you connecting with your audience. Like it's not mm -hmm. it's not like a bad thing to have, like have fans. Mm -hmm. Like for example, there's not a lot of fans of like, I don't want to throw out any big companies, mm -hmm. but there's, you know, big companies that people necessarily aren't as connected with mm -hmm. versus you see a smaller company that has a lot of soul mm -hmm. and you're very connected because you feel like they're connected with you. The, yes. the the customer or just the people of the city. So what led you to wanting to open up Gabriella's, which was restaurant number one, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yes, Gabriella's. Honestly, just I just wanted to do something for our community and we were, my brother and I are very passionate about the food and the drinks and everything we do at Gabriella's. It's a family owned, operated business. We just wanted to do something for ourselves. Yeah, because whenever you're trying to do something for your community, I feel like mm -hmm. you're more passionate about it. I'm very curious again, so you do all the social media and you run three restaurants. How in the world do you organize your time between three big projects and social, okay. social media? I have great help. I can't take all the credit. I feel like um, all of our employees, uh -huh. I don't even like to call them employees. I call them coworkers. All of my coworkers are uh, very close to us. Mm -hmm. We treat them like family. And I really believe that if you take care of your coworkers, employees, then they will take care of your business. So I'm not always, I can't be at all three, but I'm very connected to all of them. Yeah. So they take care of my businesses as if I was there or as if it's their business too. And I'm very connected. I mean, they're all within one mile radius. So I'm it's cool. texting, talking, answering phone calls from them, going from one to the other. And it's, it's really fun. 
I feel like that's such a rare thing is to be so emotionally connected to the people that you work with mm-hmm. or work for you mm-hmm. because they want to feel like they're equally a part of this new venture, this explosion, yes. um, which Gabriella's and Taquero, I can't, Taquero? Taquero, I, yeah. I can't roll my R's very well. Um, but yeah, as far as like Taquero, Mucho? see there, there we go. Um, <laughs> it's, hard. It's, it's a little bit hard for everyone. No, but right now it's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. People are looking at the inside of your restaurant and being blown away because mm-hmm. there's nothing in the city that's like it. How in the heck did you come up with the idea to do something that was so forward thinking in design. Okay, so in case y'all didn't hear Dalton's question, um, she also thinks that it's an amazing space for women to get together, mm-hmm. which is also a really rare thing in the city. I didn't say it with quite as much passion and vigor as Dalton did. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a neat space. Well, owning Gabriela's, um, we noticed that Austin is a big destination for bachelor and bachelorette parties. We get a lot of bachelorettes at Gabriela's Gabriella's the name sounds very romantic. It's a safe space for women. So when I applied to get the venue that I'm at, and it used to be Frank and Angie's, people loved it. Um, I just wanted to do something special and different than Gabriella's because I wanted to have something completely different because they're so close together. I wanted to reach a different audience. So we even have our own tone of pink called Rosa Mexicano, pink Mexican. It's oh a, my goodness! Yes, it's you can Google it. That's cool. Um, it's a little darker fuchsia pink. Well, and it's funny because you look at um, a restaurant that I love is Hanks in Austin. Mm-hmm. Great food, awesome staff. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very clean, very just open. Not a lot of colors going on. Uh-huh. It just looks very like modern. I love that you went in a totally different direction mm-hmm. because looking at the photos, it looks like a celebration. You can't not look at Tequero Mucho mm-hmm. and be depressed. I mean, maybe you could, but for the most part, it's so happy and I feel like the emotion it brings in people, it looks, without even walking in, it just looks like you're gonna have a great time. That's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. people to come in, be happy. Um, I tell people it's the oldest trick in the book, you know, once the women make a place popular then everybody wants to be there because all the women want to be there yeah and it's the oldest trick in the book but it works (laughs) and it worked so as far as you being younger without owning any previous businesses you did something extraordinary where instead of you deciding to start off opening up a small little food truck Mm -hmm. and then growing slowly you went for east 7th street downtown that is amazing. How did you come up with the idea to say, you know what, we're skipping small steps, so we're gonna mm-hmm. go for something big? Honestly, um, I love the east side. It was, I always wanted to live on the east side. Like people are a little bit more open on the east side. They're willing to try new things. They want different things. They want trendy things. Mm-hmm. And when I started looking for a space, I wanted to look somewhere on the east side and the place that i'm at became available i didn't like it at first it was very dark like the actual building was dark which used to be the old pizza spot correct on east 7th street east Mm -hmm. 7th street and i-35 i think it was black and hot pink on the inside or outside Uh, or both. both both and um i didn't like it at first my realtor sent it to me which Uh by the way realtors are free you should if you're looking into a business, you should contact one. Um, <laughs> Was that a plug? <laughs> um, 
So they sent me um, this location and I, I just couldn't see it. And I would just say, no, I can't. It's, it's not cute, it's not pretty. But one day I was driving and I went into that patio that oversees the whole downtown. And I was like, oh my God, people, you know, need to see this. Yeah. And um, I asked my siblings, um, hey, can can you guys just paint it white? I need a white canvas and then maybe I'll consider it or, you know, yeah. I'll be able to see something. And we painted it white and then we took it from there. Wait, you painted it white before you got it? No, no. I mean, oh. once I got it. I so was that like... I start with a white canvas. Because yes. that sounds like something that Dalton and me would... <laughs> probably do yes start with a white canvas and then i was able to you know okay make it what it is now but as far as so once again um mm -hmm. going back to like you deciding to skip all of these small steps to mm -hmm. go for something big um what made you want to decide to go for something big well i just don't think food trucks are any cheaper food trucks are very expensive even if you rent one it's very expensive then you have to rent a spot mm -hmm. um I, I don't think they're any cheaper in yeah. my opinion yeah they're very expensive to run as well and if you look at um for example veracruz tacos which mm -hmm. is right down the street veracruz if you're listening i wish i were open past <laughs> three o'clock um love them too <laughs> they're amazing mm -hmm. um there's times at night where i was like man i wish veracruz which I understand, like, they have mm -hmm. a different business model, but it'd be so great if you could walk in and get a taco mm -hmm. or a margarita and enjoy the time spent there. So with designing a restaurant, I know you talked about this a little bit before, but mm -hmm. how do you know if a design is right for a restaurant? Because the design of uh, Takira Mucho and of Gabriella's, they're both bright, but they also feel different. How do you distinguish if a design works for the space? I don't, but because I'm a little bit younger, I'm willing to take risk. Uh-huh. Um, and I like to put myself in the consumer shoes. So I know what I like. I know, you know, I'm a foodie. I love to eat at all restaurants. Um, so I know what I like and what I don't like. And then I just mm -hmm. get inspiration and try it, see if it works. And I also surround myself with a lot of young creatives. Mm -hmm. I call it my market research. Yeah. So I know what they're into. I know what everybody at all age levels are into. I mean, because if you're able to connect with who is going to be coming into your restaurant, mm -hmm. you're able to know, hey, maybe people would really like a pink margarita or a which... pink taco. By the way, how do you get the color? If you don't mind mm -hmm. me asking, it could be a total trade secret. No, it's all... Please no one steal that idea. <laughs> it's all natural. We um, use vegetables in the masa uh -huh. and we use um, fruits and the margarita to make it pink just the right amount of pink yeah to make it that millennial pink yeah that everybody loves no that's that's so mm -hmm. cool um so if you were to give advice for someone who wants to start mm -hmm. anything that is your word like a little bit risky like maybe they have an idea for a food truck or to create something um, what would your advice be to someone young or old just wanting to branch out and create something for themselves? I know this is Nike's uh, slogan. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to just do it. I tell my, my family and my friends, if you have an idea and you know you want to you talk it out to people, but no, nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. You have to start doing it. 
you have to look around your friends, see who can help you with what, and just start delegating. I know some of your friends can do design. I know some of your friends can help you with the website. I know some of your friends can do photography. Yeah. Um, some of your friends can help you find a spot or yeah. just write down the steps of what you want, what it takes. And you have to start it and finish it yourself. You can't um, rely on other people to help you with your dreams because they're not going to be thinking about it. They're not going to be worried about it. If you have a project, if you have an idea, start it and finish it. With um, So a lot of people's excuse might be, well, Gabriella, I don't have mm -hmm. the money or I don't have maybe the time because I work from nine to five. <laughs> what yeah. would you tell them in those two situations? Well, that's, that's what I mean by, you know, try to get some help from friends. Try to look around your inner circle to see what can help you. My best friend designs all my logos. Uh -huh. Gabriela's Malavida, Taquero Mucho. Another friend of mine does my websites. That's cool. A lot of people help me with photos. Friends that I need that I become friends with. Wow. Um, you know, just ask around. Somebody is willing to help you. And I feel like that's something that sometimes I have trouble with because I feel like if I'm trying mm -hmm. to ask someone to help me out, Sometimes I feel like I'm burdening them, or maybe mm -hmm. they'll say no. Um, but I love the fact that you... So so whenever you ask a friend to help you out, mm -hmm. are you like, hey, homie, I need you to help me with this. Can you do it? Or how would you even ask? Um, they're just my really good friends. Um, but I, you, you know, you just ask. Yeah. It doesn't... What The worst thing they could say is like, no, I can't help you. I'm sorry. And I also, the things that I don't know how to do or what to do, there's YouTube tutorials for everything. Yes. And I feel like that's what's so nice about being um, in this time today is mm -hmm. you can YouTube and look up so much stuff, how to start a food truck, mm -hmm. how to fix your car. I mean, whatever issue you run into, how to design a website, you have so much information at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. So being entrepreneurial, I think is awesome. And whenever you said that um, you're more likely to take a risk because you're young, mm -hmm. I think it's because maybe you're young. I mm -hmm. also think it's because you have an amazing entrepreneurial spirit. Like thank you. you're doing so good in the city. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for, for coming here. Thanks for having me and inviting me. If someone were to want to check out your restaurants mm -hmm. or check you out online, um, what's the best place where people could find you at? Um, so Gabriela's downtown. So okay. Gabriela's with one L downtown. That's our Instagram. It's cool. very popular by the way. Uh, <laughs> then we have Mala Vida Austin. That's our nightclub. Yes. And now we have Taquero Mucho Austin on Instagram. Very popular too. Awesome. <laughs> uh, with the and of course on Facebook. Cool. With the nightclub, if what's the kind of vibe that someone could expect going to the nightclub on a Saturday night? Um, the good thing about Mala Vida is that we have three floors, so it's downstairs, upstairs, and a back patio. So if you wanted to come listen to good Latino music, but we play everything, hip hop, Latino, yeah. reggaeton, you know, and if you want to go check out the live banda, you go to the back, you don't like it, it's too loud, you come back inside, go upstairs, there's something for everybody there. It sounds like you could make one night out of everything. You could go to Gabriella's, get food, mm -hmm. go to the nightclub, and then make your way down 6th, take a left, mm -hmm. and you would be at uh, Takira Mucho. Mm -hmm. I love that they're all kind of in that little strip, too. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, anyways. very um, easy for us to go from one to the other, too. Oh, yeah. Super, super cool. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, thank you so much. I always give high fives. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.